everybody. Welcome back to the Reborn Social Podcast. My name's Sarah. I'm an intern here at Reborn and also a co-host of this podcast. My name's Lonnie. I'm also an intern here at Reborn and also a co-host of this podcast. And my name is Eric and I'm the podcast producer. And I guess I am a co-host. Yes. So let's do the trifecta there. All three of us. (laughs) All righty. Well, welcome back to another episode. We hope you enjoyed last week's episode. Eric is back with us this week. Um, So hooray for that. Um, and yeah, so today we're going to be diving into the topic of therapy, very important in regards to, uh, mental health and mental health from all ages. It's not like this is, uh, for any specific age group audience. So whoever's listening could be important. Um, all right. Well, I think what we're going to start with is our personal experiences with therapy, just so you can learn about, you know, what we have, how, how we have encountered therapy in our own lives and give a more personalized perspective on it before we get into why we think it's important. Um, so if I'm going first, I can talk about my experience. Um, I've talked about my mental health uh, past on, um, on this podcast before. Um, if you want, if you haven't listened to any of those episodes, you can go back and listen to them for, you know, more detail and more context. Um, But specifically, uh, I got a therapist first when I was in um, middle school. So I started really early. Um, I had had some like depressive episodes and my mom sort of, uh, my middle school guidance counselor actually referred my mom to a therapist and I, and I got a therapist. It really only lasted for a few months. I went, only went like once a week and then once a month and then it just sort of faded out after like I don't know maybe three three four months um because my mental health problems weren't very serious at that point um but then going into high school my my freshman year of high school when I had much more serious and much more harmful mental health uh problems and mental illnesses um I my mom when my mom found out about everything uh, she re sort of helped me re get into therapy. So I saw the same therapist that I saw in middle school. Um, and that was, it went for once a week for a long time. And, um, but I also had at that point gotten a psychiatrist, um, who prescribed me antidepressants. Um, so for the difference, if anyone doesn't know, listening, a therapist cannot, is not a doctor. Um, or they don't have the medical degree to be a doctor, so they cannot prescribe you uh, medication. Um, so if the ther- if you are going to a therapist and they may think that you might need prescri- uh, prescriptive medicine, then they would uh, then um, link you or refer you ideally to a psychiatrist who then could help you with that. Um, so my psychiatrist I saw a lot less often because it was it was more like the therapist was more for my check-ins and my psychiatry, my psychiatrist was more for um, the sort of checking my overall behavior and my overall response to the medication. Um, And yeah, so that was basically, and then I had, I went on, I had those two uh, women that I saw for about two years, I want to say. So I phased off of my medication for, in about a year. But the therapist I continued to see for a little bit after that, a little less frequent, but 
as I was getting better again, it was more of a phasing out because I think that's important. Um, so in terms of my personal experience with it, I had a really bad experience with my therapist and a really good experience with my psychiatrist. So antidepressants for me um, worked. I mean, they have their ups and downs to them and we could talk about that on a future episode, but um, I, definitely, I definitely think that that was a really important step and uh, part of my uh, recovery was, was seeing my psychiatrist and getting medication. Um, I found that she was really, really good at understanding my problems from a medical perspective and I felt really good to have that sort of diagnosis in a way. Um, but on the other hand, my therapist, I just had a really unfortunate experience. Um, this therapist, uh, I felt very, often very judged by her. And she also would like fall asleep while I was, um, while I was like explaining to her, you know, the terrible experiences, like life I was living. So that was unprofessional, but all right. Yeah, (laughs) it, it was. So again, I like just to preface this and we'll go into this more therapy is so important and, 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 um, but not every therapist is going to be the one for you. And not every therapist is going to be a good one because you have to remember that they're all individual people, right? You'd hope that they're going to be professionals, but not every professional is professional, right? So, um, so I, that was an unfortunate, I, I'm sort of like the worst case, right? Where you have, uh, this therapist that is just doing all the wrong things almost, um, where they're, because the therapist should not be judging you. They definitely should not be falling asleep to you. Um, And I think that overall, if I had to guess, I think it would probably because my, was because my age that she was sort of so um, dissociated with what I was saying and like not helpful. Um, I think that it was like, it was like a weird uh, thing where she like didn't take me seriously because I was like young. But um, I was definitely going through very serious things and I was like harming myself in very serious ways. So it was really hard to feel judged by her and it definitely added another layer of, of problems that I was sort of having to overcome while I was going through my recovery. So um, my experience is definitely a worser one in, t- in terms of therapy. Yeah. Um, but we can, we can get back into why I don't think I still am in favor for therapy despite my bad experience. So, but before we do that, let's move on to some other uh, personal experiences with therapy. Um, I, I've been in therapy for about like two and a half years. I think I started um, at the end or sorry, not at the end, but in December of like 2017, I think, or 2018, um, I, I probably needed to go to therapy way before that, but I didn't because I was stubborn. Um, and like, I think it got to a breaking point kind of where I got like really depressed and like, it wasn't that great. So I started looking for therapists and I'm also trans. So I was looking for like medication and like not medication, but like testosterone and like, um, some treatment for that. So I looked into like therapists specifically for that. I emailed a bunch without my parents knowing. And then a couple got back to me and I responded to the therapist that I see now. Um, 
and I've been seeing him for a long time. Um, yeah, for the whole time, really. And I, I've had a really good experience with therapy. Um, my therapist is the bomb. He's the best. Um, he, he's become more like a friend now, which is cool. And um, yeah, for me, it's just like, I, I don't really like journaling because I don't like writing. Um, but this is like therapy every week is kind of like journaling and getting all my thoughts and feelings out. And it helps me um, like sort through everything and like think about everything more rationally, especially because it's like another perspective. And it's cool because he's not involved in my life in any other way. So it's different than like ranting to a friend who's involved in your life. It's like an objective third party, which I really like. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's my experience with it. So for me, I haven't had much experience with therapy growing up. Um, but as like, we kind of figured out what topic we want to talk about today that includes therapy. I feel like as the hours pass by and we got to finally recording sitting here now, I'm starting to like picture images in my head of maybe my parents may have had me speak to someone I may have not have known. I feel like I was at the point where I was too young to be like, I don't know who I'm talking to. I'm just kind of saying stuff. And so maybe that was, that would have been, um, somewhat of an experience that I had. But again, when you're too young, you don't know what you're talking about at all. But, um, as I got older, I haven't really had much experience with it um, up until recently, not in my life, but uh, for my sister, she started attending therapy just because um, she had a rough time. Um, exp if it would be explaining things to me or just getting things off her chest to me or my parents, again, my parents are like foreign, they're Spanish, but like they'll understand what you're saying. And like, like, you know, they speak English, obviously, but the thing is with my, like, you can explain something and they don't, they won't really have an answer for you or they won't really like, you know, try to give her a resolution to something she's trying to figure out or just get her feelings out. And then coming to me, you know, like with a brother, brother and sister relationship, there's a lot of people who have great relationships. Some people don't, I have a pretty decent relationship with my sister, but if she starts venting to me, I feel like sometimes I have my own problems and I'm not going to be like, I'm not pushing her away or anything, but like, how am I going to have an answer for you when there's some things I don't have answered? It's like, it's this weird thing. Obviously I'm not going to say, go away. Don't like, tell me what you're thinking about. Or if there's something you really need to get off your chest, obviously tell me. But, um, I, d I wasn't the one that mentioned therapy or anything. I think out of the blue, my mom was just like, yeah, we're, we're I, um, I got to drop your sister off over at therapy. And I always thought it was a great idea. It's always, she, you always kind of need someone that like, especially for her and somebody who like has trouble explaining things to people, you really kind of need that. And I was so in favor of that. I'm in favor of that for a lot of people who are dealing with things currently, or you just want to say something. I feel like even therapists, they don't even try to encourage people who are having issues to come in and try to explain things. It's like, if you just want someone to talk to come in or like, just get things off your mind. Cause like building things up is bad. And what I've realized is for me, I, I bottle things up inside a lot. I've noticed that I've had people even tell me that because you'll, you'll visibly see someone who may seem like just they're struggling or they're having a bad day and you don't feel like talking about it. Because for me, I always felt like if I'm going to be talking to someone about my issues and like halfway through the conversation, sometimes like you'll go blank and start talking. If you do decide to open up to someone and you're like, wow, it just brought all my problems upon this person. They probably think of me as some weirdo, or now they know things stuff about me that I'm going to have to walk away from. And then the next day or the next week or month, you're like, I can't believe I told that person that who else did they tell? And that's kind of how always how I felt. But um, I feel like maybe within the next couple of years, I will eventually go into therapy again, not, more, not 
more so about if I have problems to get off my chest, because I very much could. You could run into a bad day and having a therapist could help with that. But um, just in general, talking to someone, getting your thoughts out because you get to go home and you feel emptied, like you don't have to say a word. Just enjoy the night. Um, I, I just um, for me, I'm, I'm more so of an advocate for, for for anything regarding mental health, getting help for it or just in general therapy, I think is a very good thing. Um, I believe my parents used to be in therapy. I think we were in like Columbia at some point and they like brought me in and I don't even know what I was doing. Again, I was like too young to really realize what was happening, but I guess they were doing some sort of group therapy session that I wasn't aware of. But again, you put the pieces together as you grow up a bit more. Um, but you know, I had one more thing I was going to say. Oh yeah. So I was listening to this podcast today and it was saying how, um, I, like, I didn't realize how many steps there are to therapy. Like you kind of have to find your, your comfort zone a little bit. And I didn't really realize that. Usually I thought like, Oh, you just find someone, get in there and then you work with what you got. But no, the person I was listening to was saying how they had to kind of go through the trials and errors of find finding a good therapist. Kind of like what Sarah said, right? Like you kind of had someone that wasn't really for you and they weren't really into what, you had to say, which is very weird coming from like a therapist, but, and then you went to a psychiatrist and you kind of found your, your groove a little bit in terms of who you want to see, who you want to tell your problems to. And obviously Lonnie, you have a very um, good relationship with your therapist as well, which is great. Um, but I never really realized for people that uh, you may go through three therapists before you find the good one. You may never find the, the good one until you really find your mold and that that could take a while too. So I found that very interesting, but for anyone who is struggling with anything or for anyone that just wants to just talk to someone, dude, like, you know, it's hard to talk to your parents sometimes, it's hard, hard to talk to your siblings. And I have that within my family and I'm glad my sister has the opportunity to just say whatever she wants to a therapist. She's the type of personality and again, you guys don't know her or anything like that, but she'll just start saying stuff to say it. And it's like, why did you just say it? But it's like, it's a good thing that she gets to tell someone else that like judgment free when you're like a sibling or something like that, you'll be like, what was that all about? Or you'll start like nudging them or whatever. And then, cause you know, it's like the sibling thing, but um, yeah, as, as years have gone on, I start to realize that it's good that a family member of mine is, you know, open to doing it. I don't, I, I really have, to, I really should talk to her about how she feels about it. I'm sure it's fine, but I think her standpoint of it is like, yeah, I'm just talking to this person. So it seems like one of those things where maybe it's not so many problems, but it's like just your thoughts throughout the day and telling someone else about it. And um, sometimes that middle ground where it's not a friend, maybe you don't want them to know as much having that someone in the middle where I could leave here and they're not going to tell the world about what I just told them is also a good thing. But yeah, that's been my experience. Someone within my family, not personally me. I'm definitely into it and I'll definitely look into it more a couple years down the line, I would say. But um, yeah. I think that's really interesting uh, what you said. Um, because I definitely feel that way. Like, I think a lot of people feel that way where they like, um, like tell their friends everything or like, it's almost like like you spill it out and you don't mean to because you have to like say it out loud like any like what you're thinking and you tell it to your fr to a friend and you're like oh my god like I just told them everything like everything and that I don't like they don't have to keep it secret they don't have to do anything like I'm gonna see them tomorrow and they're gonna remember this conversation and that's gonna be so weird exactly I think yeah that used to happen with me like so much and. That was one of the reasons why I went to therapy in the first place was because like I was putting all my problem problems on like the people around me and that's not that great, you know? And 
Um, and it kind of like let me um, process everything away from everyone. And then I could tell people what I, what I wanted them to know without like after thinking about it and like open up to people, but like knowing what I was going to say, not just like spilling it all out without like thinking about it, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think it's so important to like um, emphasize that like what exactly what you guys are saying where it's like you can have this amazing support system around you of friends and family and you can, you know, be there for your siblings when they're venting, but it's so much different than getting a, um, it's so much different than getting a professional opinion on something and a, and a, and a, a, and a, wow, hold on. And an objective third opinion on something um, because it's, it really makes all the difference because not only are the people around you um, not always equipped to, you know, deal with whatever problems you might be um, sort of uh, releasing to them, but they're also not equipped to help you with those problems. And so, um, you know, it's so important to rely on the people that you have around you and the people that love you and support you um, because that's what they're there for. But it's also so important to, um, you know, look for that third perspective and look for that um, professional perspective that can give you advice on things that they've like fully spent their whole, uh, yeah. you know, uh, career working towards understanding. Um, I think that's such an important distinction um, because that goes to show that like sometimes therapy can be. I feel really alone and I need someone to talk to. So let me go find someone. But therapy can also be like, I have all this support, but I still want a, another person, a, a, an objective person, a professional person to talk to about something. And yeah. that's totally valid as well. And then the other thing, Eric, that you mentioned, which I think is so uh, important as well, is that you don't have to be, uh, you know, depressed or you don't have to have a mental illness to talk to a therapist. Um, every, I think that everyone always has room to improve, right? No one is perfect. Um, and that's totally fine. And that's something that therapy can really help you with, right? Even if you're, if you feel really happy and, um, you know, you, you, you're finding a lot of success in your life and you're achieving a lot of goals, that's all great. But that doesn't mean that, you know, maybe you can't improve your relationship with your parents a little bit better, or maybe you can't improve your relationship with, you know, um, you know, your self-care schedule a little bit better, right? All of those things are things that therapy can really help you work towards improving yourself. And so um, I think that like life in general, right? We're always constantly improving ourselves. And if like a professional opinion can aid us on that journey, then why not, you know, invest in that? Um, I So I think that therapy is such an important thing. And Eric, I'm similar to you where like, I also will probably um, get a therapist within the next few years just because, you know, it's, it's something that I think is really important, whether I'm not, I'm have a mental illness or not. I mean, I'm, I'm okay now, right? Obviously, but I've only had a therapist when I've been mentally ill. Um, and so like, I want to then like now have a therapist where I'm not mentally ill anymore. And, um, you know, it's, more about me like learning about myself and improving myself and 
fixing the things that I still want to fix about myself, right? Because there are always things that you want to improve about yourself. So I think that, yeah, so I'm, I think I'm, I'm a lot like you where I sort of haven't gotten around to it right now, just because it's like, I'm in college and I, I, you know, it doesn't seem like I have a lot of time for it, but um, something that actually quarantine has helped me realize is that like the more time I'm like sitting with myself, I'm like, I really think that like therapy could be something that's really good for me because it can really give me an objective perspective that is like, can that like they can really help me along the way. You know what I mean? It's, I have to like sort of fight my own battles, right? But having someone advise you over those battles can be really helpful. It, I, that's so cool that you said that, that like everybody always can be improving because I think a lot of people, at, at least like the people I, I know, some of them, um, like people don't always want to grow and like improve. They're kind of like happy where they are, which is fine, I, I guess. But like, I think everybody can always improve and like, um, like, make yourself better and for the people around you and in different aspects of your life and therapy definitely um like helps with that because it's it's like someone telling you like an objective person with no like bias telling you like hey you're really good at this but then this like you could use some help on or like this you know like different things and I think that's that's really cool yeah one thing I I just want to add it just kind of came up to mind just now I, I feel like it's so great that you know, in today's day and age, it's, it's you could actually kind of say it aloud that you visit a therapist and it's not weird. I feel like back in the day, it was a weird stigma where it's like, oh, this guy sees a shrink, right? You know, like, you know, that was like a whole thing. And you see it in like movies, TV shows from back in the day too. And I'm glad that stigma is now broken because it, now something that you used to kind of hide is now something people will just mention on the fly. You'll just be drinking like a cup of coffee and you're just like, oh, I told my therapist this. Like, you know, this is something I told my therapist about. And it's just like, it's I feel like it's such a good thing too and I feel like I saw kind of like the evolution of that unfold because I remember when I was younger and I always had that question especially when you see things in mainstream media about oh like seeing a shrink is like the worst thing that you could do and something someone can hold against you and bully you about where I used to think that what what's so wrong with that you know because they always cut they tried shoving it in your brain that it wasn't the best thing in the world because you may be mentally ill and like oh this guy's a weirdo but I'm so glad now that for people that are dealing with stuff or people who just aren't, and they just want, again, like you mentioned, uh, both of you to just objectively, objectively speak to someone and have nothing in return that is going to keep you um, kind of in the wrong place in terms of talking to someone, not a therapist, and their feelings about what you just said may impact the relationship you have with that person or just someone you may not know that well. Now it ha- you feel like has dirt against you or something they could mention to someone else and think you're weird and and then you're down in the ditch for the next like month or so thinking like oh how many people did they tell so i'm glad now that people can say aloud and proud that they could go to a therapist and not feel as though they could be judged about it because it's like we're all dealing with stuff and that's what we're kind of all realizing now i feel like back in the day you always like try you there's like perfect people but you don't know what's going on behind the scenes and now I feel like everyone has some things going on behind the scenes. You all have our own lives. Again, we're not perfect, like Sarah said before. So I'm glad now in 2021 that and moving forward that we could all just go out there and say that we have our own problems and it's okay that we do. Definitely. And I think that like definitely speaks to what Lonnie and I spoke about last week with um, social media. And like I think social media has totally normalized 
therapy and talking about therapy, um, or it's, it's least it's at least played a part in uh, normalizing uh, the idea of therapy. Yeah. And that's definitely one of the good things that have come out of that. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I think it's, I think it's great I, that people, um, you know, think of therapy as not a negative thing anymore. Um, but there's definite, even if people don't think of therapy as a negative thing, I think that there's still a lot of anxiety that comes along with going to therapy that are, is also completely valid. And I think that Eric spoke to this and, I can speak to some of my anxieties. I mean, I definitely have anxieties about going to therapy again because of my bad experience that like, even though I know that it was a bad experience and I like in hindsight, obviously I was 13 when I was going through that. So I didn't really know it then. I really didn't make sense of it then. But obviously now I know that like that was just a bad therapist. Um, uh, Even in hindsight, even though I know that there's still like subconscious anxieties that have sort of manifested (laughs) where I have like, I'm just nervous about, you know, what if I'm just judged by a person and I'm paying a person to judge me, right? Um, So I think that, like, definitely there's a lot of anxieties that come along with it where it's like, well, um, even, like, even though it is is uh, someone that's, you know, supposed to be confidential, you're still, like, unleashing your life onto someone that you don't know. I mean, it, it, there, there is a lot of, uncertainty about going to therapy for the first time or for the second time after a bad experience in my case. And I think that um, that's really important to be talked about as well because um, it's totally okay to feel nervous about it. Um, And I think that like, it's also really important to be honest about being nervous, right? Um, Because I think that therapists probably know that right they they are therapists so they probably know that it's um that you know you might be nervous coming in and they can probably help you with that too so um I think that there's a lot of uh there's a lot of uh good good um sort of publicity about therapy um in recent years and I but I just also think that like sometimes it can overshadow some of like the very common anxieties about therapy that people still have, regardless of like the fact that they know logically therapy is a good thing and they know logically that therapy is going to help them, but they still are nervous about it. And I think that's really important because that's a really common thing. I don't think that's an uncommon thing. And so if anyone's listening that feels that like, know that it's a common thing and know that you're completely valid in feeling that, but um, just try to not let that get in the way of seeking that help because it can be it can be so so beneficial in the long run um and uh speaking to what we were talking about before with like sometimes it takes like three or four tries to get to a good therapist um that's another thing that like many people don't really know or they don't expect to have to go through and it's definitely something that's there and i think that um, it's all about like finding the right match, right? Not everyone is going to be good for you just like in, in real life. So not every therapist is going to be good for you. Mm-hmm. And so I think that like, that's a really important idea to emphasize as well, because not, you know, you you don't fit a mold that is like a standardized mold that all therapists have learned to, you know, advise with, mm-hmm. right? Each therapist has learned sort of different um about different people about different you know psychiatry like what's the word I'm looking for (laughs) every therapist has learned about like different people and like different psyches and different like ideas that you know you might fit under or you might not fit under 
And so I think it's important that like you understand, like people understand this, this like idea that, um, you know, you might not fit this sort of, like you just might not match with a therapist and that's totally fine. You just have to like sort of work a little bit to get to a therapist that can really help you. Now that's not to say that like you need to keep find you need to keep searching through therapists until you find one that says what you want to hear, um, because that's also not very helpful. Um, but it but it is definitely important to find one that's going to give you like real constructive help that you really feel like understands you and can really you can really then take and apply to your life. Mm-hmm. I, I have a question for you guys. What what would you guys say to someone who's not sure if therapy would help them like they're not they want to give it a try but they're not sure therapy would help them and they have anxiety about going huh that's actually a really good question i would honestly say if they find themselves having a lot of stuff built in that they don't have someone to talk to like about some of their issues or just some of their thoughts i think that's number one because Again, there's a lot of factors that go into going into therapy and you got to be like the right person. You're going to have to want it, you know, and you also have to find out if they're leaning. If they're if they're on the fence about it, try to find where they're leaning. And if they aren't quite ready, then you're not ready. But I would say don't force yourself to go to therapy if you don't necessarily feel the need to do it just yet. Because I feel like you got to be all in if you're either all in or all out because you're going to end up going to therapy and you don't end up saying everything you wanted to say or you feel uncomfortable. Then you're going to feel like, why did I even give that a shot? I shouldn't have really gone to therapy. So I feel like there's a lot of factors that go into it, but I feel like you got to be either you're in or you're out first and foremost, you know? So, um, and for someone that's just kind of just like, like you mentioned, just straight up on the fence and you don't know, because maybe they honestly genuinely don't know if they should go. Um, you kind of have to like ask many questions, see where their head is at in terms of, how, how they're explaining their emotions, what kind of problems they may be going through, what kind of things they want to talk about that they can't really get off their chest. Then you kind of go from there. If that's, if you want to find out if they want to go to therapy, I think Definitely. that's, I think that's so important. What you said is that like, you have to want to go to therapy for sure. I think that if you, if you are um, sort of going to therapy against your will, um, again, like this is excluding minors because they don't, I mean, a lot of times, like, their parents might put them in therapy so that that technically is against their will, but we're just excluding that from the conversation for now. But if you're being put into therapy against your will, um, like, and you don't um, participate and sort of buy into the the sort of exchange of, of you know, trust that you need for therapy, then it's not going to be able to help you to the extent that it would help, you know, you if you had fully invested yourself in it. And so um, I think oftentimes that actually is why a lot of people have bad experiences. I mean, sometimes it's a bad therapist. Sometimes it's someone that, you know, might just, you know, not, not be using it for the right reasons. But I think a lot of time it's because people are just unwilling to really like in like put themselves into like what it means to go to therapy and that can be a really scary thing um so it's totally it's totally something that you have to consider like is this something that I'm like ready for and is this something that 
I really, I really want? Is this something that I'm going to put my, like, I'm going to invest myself into? Um, and then if it is, and you're just nervous, I'm, that's totally okay. But if you are nervous, I would say, um, you know, look to people that you might know that have experiences with therapy. Um, sometimes that can be good. Sometimes that can be bad <laughs> in term, obviously like I had a bad experience, but I'm still very, um, I'm still very, I still advocate a lot for therapy because I know so many people that have had such good experiences with therapy. And so um, I think it's just, I think it's still really important. And obviously also now I know that like, it was just a really bad example of what therapy is on a typical basis. So I think that it's like, that that could be a really useful tool is to ask people that have gone to therapy um, or listen to podcasts, you know, where people talk about therapy, like you might be doing now, <laughs> um, uh, where people can sort of explain to you, like, what their experiences were, so that you can might, you might be able to feel more comfortable going into your first session on your own. And I think that, like, the last thing I would say about that would be, like, I think that for the most part, if it is a, you know, a good therapist, they're going to know that, like, every person's experiences are going to be different. And so, um, like, if you feel like you have to sort of fit a mold of what it means to be going to therapy, like you have to be, you know, in the worst state of your life, or you have to, you know, um, experiencing a list of mental illnesses, and you're not in, you don't fit that. Um, then I think that's like, it's important to remember that like the therapists don't believe that mold. Right. So um, like it's well, at least it's their job not to believe that. mold. So um, so I think that like just sort of try and remind yourself of that so that you know that like you're not going into someone who's just a random person. Right. You're going into uh, someone's place of business where they're trained to do the things that you're seeking for, like you're seeking help for. So um definitely just I think that's like the last thing I would say is just remind yourself that like they are professionals and that they are like for the most for again for the most part I always have to press with it now that I've like said my bad experience but for the most part they are like trained in and and are good at what they say they're good at so um you know just because they might not be the right fit doesn't mean that like they're not understanding of like everyone's situations are different so that would be that would be the last thing I would say. I I think what both what both of you guys said is really really cool. Um, I would just add also because I think people have like what you said, Eric. Like um, like it has to be like all or nothing. I slightly disagree. I think like your motivation you have it has to be all or nothing. Like you have to want to go or and you have to like be willing to be an active participant or else you're not going to get anything out of it. But I think like in terms of like the first few sessions, you don't have to go in there and meet this person for the first time and like bear your soul to them. Like you can go in there, like meet a new person, treat it like you're on like a coffee date or whatever, get to know them, they can get to know you. And then like maybe three sessions, three sessions in, you feel like you trust them enough to like tell them something that you might not have told a random stranger, you know, like you don't need to go in and like go hard like as soon as you go in no i don't think you should go in guns a blazing i'm just saying that if you're reluctant to do it i feel like you may lead yourself into an experience you weren't really prepared for i feel like you really got to prepare yourself to go in there like um 
for like if it's if if it's for someone that's like um uh yeah I, I don't i mean what i'm trying to say is i don't think you have to go in like telling them their whole life story like absolutely like yes let's get this done one session but um no i i definitely feel like uh if you have the motivation to do it and you're all in for it go ahead but um i i'd rather i feel like for someone if i'm speaking to a friend and they're actually genuinely unsure if they should go I'm like, I think you should wait a bit, find out if it's actually for you. And again, like you guys mentioned, speak to someone about it and then try to go in there. But if you're really reluctant to do it and you put yourself in that position, I feel like you're only leading yourself down a path of a weird experience that you may not actually enjoy. But I feel like for people too, if you're reluctant to go in and you decide to do it and you come out and like, oh, that was actually really fun. I feel like you can do that too. But again, it's up to the person if they're actually willing to get up out of their seat and go do it. You know, it's it's not a bad thing to kind of dip your toe into the water and feel out, you know? Yeah, I, I didn't mean, I don't think you thought that, but I th- like, I was really anxious about that at the beginning, like meeting a stranger and like, because I knew kind of the only way that I would get the help that I needed if I was really vulnerable. And that's scary, even with people that you know. So like with people that you don't know, like if you're anxious about that, um, you don't need to, like, you can get to know them first and stuff like that. And I think um, another thing that we should talk about is, like, it costs a lot and it's not accessible to everyone. Um, so we're all pretty lucky that we've had access to therapy at pretty much our whole lives. I, I, or we would have access to therapy or we could have. Um, so, yeah, I think a lot of people who need it don't have access to it, which is really sad and unfortunate. Well, did you guys, I don't know if Sarah was around for this, but have you guys heard the story about Maggie and her therapy story when she was kind of first getting into it? Yeah. So I'll explain it for Lonnie, who wasn't there at the time. But um, Maggie was pretty much saying that her first experience with therapy, or maybe she had some experience before that, um, she was going in and... They were, and by the time the session was finished, I guess it was their first session. They were like, all right, I definitely want you to come back. You know, I think we could actually have something here. And she was like, yeah, it was great. And stuff like that. But then he was like, it's going to be like a hundred something a session. And she was like, well, I'm sorry. I don't think I'll be able to come back. I can't afford that. So she leaves. And like, before she gets to the end of the block, the guy starts chasing her out and like finds her. And it's like, Hey, don't worry about the money. I want you to come in because it's like a serious thing. And not every therapist is going to do that, unfortunately. But, you know, these people do care and it is a business as well. But that story definitely did resonate with me because it's like you knew that her heart was in the right place. And so was the therapist's heart. Right. But um, again, not every not every therapist is going to run out and chase you and get in their car and chase it down to where you live and be like, hey, uh, don't pay for it. It's, it's unfortunate, too, that people don't have the money to do it or just can't afford it in general, because it's really something that people really may even end up relying on. And the fact that they won't be able to because of finance, because of a financial situation, which is already a mental health issue in the first place, which could be in a, like in the equation as to what your problems are definitely does suck. So that's an awful thing. Definitely. So I'm really glad you brought this up, Lonnie. I wanted to bring it up as well. Um, yeah. I think it's definitely some, an important thing to talk about when we're talking about therapy, because um while it is like I think universally important like I think everyone can benefit from therapy um I like it's also not accessible universally right and so and in general it's actually uh pretty exclusive I mean therapy for the most part is pretty expensive um so I think it's definitely important to talk about like other forms of therapy like uh advice or treatment that you can receive 
um, that might not be as expensive. And I think there's definitely a lot of, um, you know, this is, again, this is sort of where social media comes, it comes back into play, um, not specifically social media, but in general, online content, there are definitely, um, you know, blogs written by therapists and like actually trained therapists where they write about mental health. And you can definitely read that in a sort of weird, like, I don't know, college academia way of treating yourself. Um, but uh, there's also a lot of like, um, you know, uh, apps or or uh, websites that you can get therapy help on that are uh, free. I've seen a lot of uh, things like that come up during the time of COVID because people are at home and sort of milling in their own minds and that can be dangerous sometimes. Um, uh, there are definitely uh, different things that you can do to uh, sort of have access to um, something like therapy. Um, so I, I would, I mean, I'm not super aware of like any names that I can go and promote right now for you, but, um, but I would definitely say take a look at um, some available, uh, you know, services that are either cheaper or free. Um, not all of them are going are are going to be as uh, personal or as uh, you know. Um, what's the word? Not all of them are going to be as personal or as uh, like uh, <laughs> involved as um, as therapy is going to be, but uh, or th- that therapy would be, but. Uh, they can still be really, really helpful and maybe even a stepping stone if you are sort of on your way to uh, gaining more financial stability. So that's definitely an important thing. And I'm really glad you brought that up, Lonnie. Uh, Also in like schools or um, some businesses, even there's like free uh, counseling or free help um, that you can look for. And if you're in like high school or middle school, your guidance counselors are usually like not like expertly trained, but you can talk to them too. So yeah. Definitely. And um, for most schools, they have a, they, there's usually a, um, there's usually sort of like the normal college counselor or not college. There's the high school counselors, but there's also, I mean, at least in my high school, there was like an anti-bullying specialist. um, And, and she, she was, there was only one for two schools in our district two high schools in our district so she would switch off from them a lot but she helped a lot of kids with a lot more than just anti-bullying because she was more trained than the other high school counselors so definitely um you know if you do attend a school that has you know a sort of counselor like that definitely take advantage of that if you're if you feel like you might need it um and yeah i I am i definitely could speak to this like i said like therapy wasn't really great for me while I was in high school um but high school counselors and teachers and connecting with sort of like adults that have more experience on the matter and um, knowledge on the matter definitely helped me a lot even in college um I spoke about spoke about this in a previous episode of this podcast where I went to crisis counseling and that felt so good and um she my my counselor for that college she did a really, really good job of helping me. I mean, I didn't go to her very long because I was only, I only started going when I only had like two months left of, of college. So, um, 
And then after that, I transferred. So I didn't go to her very long. But the first time I went to her, I mean, it was an under extreme circumstances. I was sort of, you know, having a breakdown um, as you as you would. So um, when I went to her, I mean, it was the unusual circumstance where I literally just broke down in, in her office and I literally laid out everything on the table. I mean, I word vomited my entire, like, all, all, all my overwhelming thoughts, I just laid down on the table. So it was, def- <laughs> there was a lot less of her talking to me and a lot more of me talking just to no one in particular, but just to the room that she happened to be in. Um, but in general, like, that felt really good. So even if therapy isn't, like, this connection that you're going to have with this person that can really help you along the way, even talking to a third party, like, that's trusted and confidential, um, can be just so uh, relieving because your mind can get so filled up. And Eric, you were talking about this earlier about bottling things in. Your mind can get so filled up with things and you can convince yourself out of stubbornness and out of, uh, you know, pride that like, no, you don't need to talk to someone. No, you don't need to talk to someone. You can figure this out on your own. You can. You oh, can- that's a hundred percent me. And like you when you, when you become conscious of it, you know, you know. Yeah. For a long time, you're kind of just like, I'm not saying anything. Why would I say anything? You know? Yeah. So that's definitely, I mean, things. And then that's a great way for things to just build upon building upon building and until you sort of reach a breaking point. And that's what I had where I was in a really, really bad place and um, it got worse because I wouldn't let myself sort of release. And the only people I would really let myself release to were like uh, my parents and my friends. But again, with them, I didn't want to just burden them with all my all my uh you know agony (laughs) for lack of a better word um all day um because I didn't want them to have to deal with that and I also like knew that they weren't really gonna be able to help me that much because it was a lot of personal issues so um it's definitely it's definitely important to like I wish I had gone to someone earlier because I think if I had gone to someone earlier I wouldn't have gotten to that point of like breaking down and I could have avoided that situation where I could have dealt with sort of like instead of breaking down and then going to going to counseling for the last two months I could have you know gone gone to counseling for the last four or five months or four months I guess and you know had a much better time as I finished that year of college so um definitely I think that like College counseling can be a really, really good avenue for um, people that can't afford a therapist. Um, so I do know that sometimes college counseling, like they will make you pay eventually if you um, want to schedule like weekly sessions. Um, Are there colleges that would like include that in your tuition somewhere? Is there something like um, that? Again, I, like I'm not sure about like what all colleges have. Like, and some colleges I think put a lot of funding into their mental health uh resources so some colleges like have like um your first like 20 sessions are are free or something like that so you know sometimes you can really get a lot out of college counseling before you have to pay but um if the college counselor feels like they're not equipped to help you with the problems that you're dealing with they will advise you to a therapist um to a local therapist as well as eventually you probably will have to pay but even if you can get, you know, three sessions or something like that out of um, a college counselor um, or a college counseling situation, that can be just even really helpful to just 
get things off your mind and like let off some steam in a way um and even if it's just word vomiting you know everything that you have on your mind it's it i mean that might not be for everyone that might not be every like something that everything everyone's comfortable with but i'm I'm speaking from my personal experience like that was really really helpful for me at that moment in time so um definitely college counselors high school counselors if you are attending one of those institutions you know, types of institutions, definitely look to those two resources. Um, that's a, definitely a great alternative to therapy, um, especially because of the price of therapy. So just, I, I just wanted to mention this and kind of to bring light into it because um, th- again, th- this could be very dark for some people. Cause it's like the second you have to go see a therapist, it's like, um, like, it's like, Oh, I'm going to see a therapist. Now I got to like, it just feels very dark. Like, you know, when you set foot into that room and you're like, all right, here's where all my problems need to be laid out. But I was just thinking a second ago, I was like, I was like, yeah, you know, this sounds, this all sounds great. You guys really brought some great light into it. And I was like, you know, I think I probably should see a therapist at some point. And I know I'm going to eventually, and I think it would be awesome. But I, <laughs> I don't know why I got this brought into my head. I was like, let me get like a chiropractor first, just so I can like, you know, like, let me, let me just get like released, like relax. And then I can go talk to this person. And then I put two and two together. I'm like, imagine a chiropractor who's also a therapist. So they're like cracking your spine. And, but you're also like explaining your problems. I think that's, that should be invented. We need one of those. That is <laughs> they're like cracking their neck. It's like, oh, so how's your day? Like, it's not like a dentist. Like, you know, when they're putting their fingers in your yeah, mouth, yeah. they're like, they're like, oh, how is your day going? Everything good? How's the family? Uh, but, it's like, yeah. awesome but instead, your therapist is like, so how's it going? Crack. And you're like, you know, everything's okay. <laughs> you're yeah. just cracking your neck. <laughs> that's pretty funny. That, that, that's pretty good. Pretty genius. Definitely. I think that, like, all of what we said is so important um, in terms of how to approach the idea of therapy um, and how to think about the idea of therapy. And um, and I definitely think that like it's important to acknowledge that people can have really bad experiences, like I did. Um, but I think that like in the end, I think it's just also it's just so important to remember that like therapy in the like is a is a sort of profession created to help people, right? So it's um, it's definitely it's definitely something that like I think everyone should consider at least. Um, and if they feel like it's it, it might be right for them, then definitely look into it. Um, and if they feel like they're unsure about it, just again, like like you you know might be doing listening to this podcast, uh, look into other people's experiences see what people are saying, um, try not to scare yourself with bad experiences and get down a rabbit hole on people talking about their bad experiences with therapy. But, uh, but just try and get a more, um, you know, a more public opinion on therapy, like try and understand therapy more from like other people's perspectives. That way you can sort of see how it might uh, apply to your life because only you're n- gonna know how your own thoughts uh, might benefit from therapy. Okay. Should we wrap it up? Is there anything else anyone wants to say? Uh, one more thing I will mention just because you were mentioning before, like, you know, you want people to do their research and find like 
especially online because we're in the middle of a pandemic right now and COVID, it's a little tough to see therapists and stuff like that. Or maybe it won't seem as one-on-one since we got to wear masks and you got to keep your distance and stuff like that. But um, I've just heard because I listen to a ton of podcasts that there's, you know, there's this website called BetterHelp. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. We're not getting paid a dime to sponsor them, even though. You know, it would be nice. But you know, I'm just saying that uh, uh, this website called BetterHelp.com you can go on there. It's uh, it's they have over 15,000 licensed therapists that are ready to help. You. And you could even just text message them. You can video chat them or just talk with them over the phone. I think it's really cool. And the second you hit you go on the website, the first sentence it says right in front of you says you deserve to be happy. And it said, what type of count, uh, counseling are you looking for? There's individual couples. And then for my child, which is for teens. So I think already right off the bat, it's a pretty cool site if you guys want to take a look at that. But again, if you find something better, um, absolutely give it a try. And again, like we mentioned before, it's a lot of trial and error. And for people out there that, you know, if you go through just one therapist and you're like, I don't know if this person really gets me. This was such a dumb idea. I feel like people should not be discouraged. You know, find someone that'll actually get you. And like we mentioned, it, it could take a couple tries. You never know. You might hit it on the first try. But I feel like when you know, you know. Because when you're speaking to someone, you really want it to flow. You really want it to seem like I'm speaking to someone and not a wall that I could do at home. So for people out there, again, do your research. If you find something good, go for it. These are some harsh times we're living in right now. Uh, Make sure to do some research on pricing as well. Could be tough. And uh, for people out there struggling, people thinking about going to therapy. And if you're on the fence, like I mentioned before, again, do as much research as you can. Not only about the places you can go, but also all the things you can intake where I don't know if I should do this or not. And again, it's totally up to you whether you should do it or not. So definitely. And you can also definitely look towards Reborn's resources Absolutely. as well. Um, we, we have plenty of resources um, on our website and um, we have some things coming out soon. We have an app coming out soon that might be helpful for, uh, you know, high schoolers in our area. Um, so definitely look to that um, as well. Uh, so, because that might be really helpful for you. And if you are listening to this podcast, then you're probably already aware of what Reborn does. So, um, definitely look to Reborn if you're considering, um, you know, something like therapy, but maybe not, uh, you, maybe you don't want a, a therapist right now or can't afford it. That's fine too. Um, okay. Um, so to wrap this up, if you are struggling, talk to someone. And if you aren't comfortable opening up to others, There's always help available only one phone call or text away. If you're having any suicidal thoughts and don't have an immediate place of support, please call the Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255 or text HOME to 741-741. And if you know someone who is struggling, actively guide them in the right direction and lead them to a path of a long, happy, and healthy life. And guys, be sure to send any questions you have regarding mental health to podcasting at reborn.social. You can always send your questions to that email. And whether it be about this week's topic or something more general, they just want to get off your chest or ask us, um, we can always read it on the show. We'll be more than happy to do that for you. And if you want to remain anonymous or anything like that, absolutely, we can do that for you. Again, we're not licensed professionals by any stretch of the imagination. Um, But uh, there's a lot of topics surrounding mental health and it could be a bunch of things that we haven't spoken about yet. So if you feel like it's kind of out of subject, no need to worry about that. We'll be more than happy to read that on the show. So feel free to do that again. It's podcasting at reborn.social and new episodes release every Friday morning. So start your weekend right with reborn social and make sure to follow the show on Apple podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoy the show, make sure to leave a rating or review and tell your friends, spread the word.
And if you want to hear more from Reborn, you can follow us on Twitter at Reborn underscore social and Instagram at Reborn.social for more content. That's all from us this week. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.